film wrap up. They wanna know, we tell them once and they still ask us. The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film wraps, bro, we keep it real, that's us. Mike Chuck 1212, welcome to the fourth installment of the film wrap up. Once again, of course, I am one of your hosts, the film fiend himself, and I'm here with my co-host. You already know it's the rap nerd. Let's get it going. Yes, sir. How you been, man? We took a, I wouldn't say a break, but we're like in somewhat in our normal schedule, you know, two weeks from the last podcast. How's everything going? Man, everything is good. And for the folks out there, I'm not going to let my man just breeze over this. He talking about a break. I'm not going <laughs> to let you get away with this, man. Really, we took a day off, you know, not only for the holiday, but my man got married. So everybody wishes man a congratulations. Adam yes, on sir. Twitter. Adam everywhere. Congratulations to you, bro. Welcome to the club. So I gotta Thank say you. that first, you know, you ain't just about to get off like <laughs> I ain't gonna congratulate you, dog. But yeah. Thank you, bro. It feels good to be in this club for once. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, you know, we, during this break, if you've been uh, listening to the past, I say three, I think it was a, on the first one we were talking about tenant mm-hmm. and how we wouldn't, you know, risk going to the theaters and checking out the movie. We lied. Because we didn't. Long story short, we lied. <laughs> we lied. <laughs> we both went and saw Tenet. <laughs> yo, it's mad funny too because uh, you hit me up and was like, yo, I keep thinking about Tenet. And then like, <laughs> and then I, I saw it when I got a theater and I was making my review and I sent you the picture and you was like, nigga. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Because I felt bad, bro, because I know we were talking about it on air, and I'm like, yeah, you know what I told dude, I'm not going to go. Let me, you know, I'm like, let me let me not do him like that. Let, let me not. They're not text you, and they replied me. I'm like, man. If... Yeah, I sent you the thumbnail. <laughs> I was dying. But after that, though, that gave me the green light. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going now. Yeah, and, and let me state, too, like, I'm sure you're the same as me because we talked about it, but we did mm-hmm. not go to packed-ass theaters. We didn't do that, okay? Nope. Like the theater nope. I was in had four people, including me. So I'm telling you, like my wife, she egged me on. She's like, you should go see it. She was like, you should check some times to see if there's some shows that don't have anybody in there. Because for me in my area, every movie I go to outside of like a Marvel movie, there's never anybody in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, it probably should be the same. And lo and behold, when nobody in there, but those people. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit mad far away, just keep my mask on, didn't order a burger or none of that like I usually do. Just sat there, watched it, and Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I pretty much did the same thing. But the only difference is I had to drive about like 45 minutes to the theaters and after the experience I had, it was it was kind of worth it. But oh yeah. My yeah, my theater, it was impact. I think maximum I had like nine, ten people. I could easily count them in my hand mm-hmm. and um, I went to AMC and you know AMC is a big chain uh, movie theater so what they did is once I got my ticket they blocked off like two or three seats right next to you yeah. so there, no matter what nobody could sit next to you mm-hmm. and and I was shocked though everybody in those in the audience they all had their mask on so I was cool with that I felt at ease they gave you um wipes to wipe down the chair if you wanted to gloves all that good stuff so for me i felt safe yeah i'm not gonna lie there was one person that coughed like twice and i tell <laughs> when i tell you my neck jerked so quick 
<laughs> I was like, wait a minute. But uh, I think I think she was eating or something, so I, I, I let it slide. But besides that, man, I felt safe. I felt calm, you know, and the movie put me at ease, so. Yeah, and yeah, it's, was... it's just the whole experience of the movie. You ain't had it in so mm-hmm. long, so to be there with a movie like this, mm-hmm. it was just like golden um, light, just, oh, like it was just <laughs> amazing, you know, seeing this spectacle of a film. I agree, and uh, it's no better to me. Nolan is, you know, I, I say it where whenever I can. That's one of my favorite directors. So for sure, for my first movie, and I think like what I think last movie I saw was the Way Back, um, that Ben Affleck film. Oh, Way Back, like yeah. March. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like six months ago. First, so for me to you know come back to theaters and it's Christopher Nolan. Come on, bro, that's a win-win for me. Yeah, yeah, like you didn't get no better than that. Exactly. So, uh, what did you think of it? Overall, I, I, mind blown. That's the best way I could describe it. Because mm-hmm. um, recently I've been watching, because I, cause I know Tenet is coming out, so I wanted to get in a mood. I've been watching more uh, Christopher Nolan movies. I've pretty much seen every last one of them. Mm-hmm. And I saw Interstellar actually for the first time a couple weeks ago, because I've never seen it. For, mm-hmm. I don't know how it escaped. But bro, that movie, Interstellar, at that time to me was probably the most ambitious film i've ever seen to date until mm. i stepped foot in theaters yesterday boy <laughs> the scale like the the scale of the film bro was insane i thoroughly yeah. i enjoyed it obviously you know no movie's perfect but if you're if you if you're thinking about you know going to a movie theater and you feel you're on the on the fence if you don't want to go i'm not pressuring you to go don't go at all but if there's a, a smidge that you might, you know, want to check it out. This is definitely the movie for you to check out, a hundred percent. Yes, yes, hundred percent. It's worth it. What, what about you? What do you think about it? Man, I loved this movie, bro. <laughs> like, I said it on Twitter. I told you this, and I, it mm-hmm. could just be me with the hype bug, but this might be my favorite Nolan film because, just like you said, the scale of it and the ambition mm-hmm. that he did with this movie. I'm, I'm literally, bro, watching this movie with my head to the side and my mouth open like, how did he do this? How do, do you show a scene of two guys fighting and they're fighting regularly and one dude moves back? Like, I'm just literally watching this like, how did he do this? How? And I love watching films that make me be like, how the hell did they shoot that? So that skill alone makes me just love it and I just, I'm a sucker for espionage films too. I love espionage films. James Bond's are one of my favorite films. Yes, man. like I love these, these kind of movies. Mission Impossible, like I love espionage yeah. type movies. So Nolan took the espionage genre and just like shot it into the atmosphere with like what he was able to do. Like, I'm not gonna give none of the plot away because it's just, you have to see it to, to, to believe it. But he just took that concept and, and, and expounded upon it so much. I even think like this is some of the best like action in the movies that he's done. Mm-hmm. It's really engaging. The opening sequence, good lord, oh, insane! Beautiful cinematography, um, and I think for me too, why I think this might be my favorite, one of my you know my favorite of his movies is because John Washington just killed it, bro. Like he is one of the most likable lead characters mm-hmm. of this you know this current times like just watching him on screen was was being having so much charisma and being kind of funny 
but not stupid funny. You know what I'm saying? Like he he exactly. he was he it was, was a, subtle. Yeah, he was a slick mouth, and I just loved how he carried it. And I'm not gonna front, and it could be me being biased because he's black. Hey, if that's the case, <laughs> I'll admit it. I don't care. It, I, I I just could see myself in him in this situation, and I liked it. And, and exactly, I'm sorry to cut you off, but what you just said right there, like you could see yourself in him like watching him on screen it felt like somebody i know personally yes, yes. like the way like he talks his mannerisms like the smart alec jokes that he <laughs> yeah. like okay he feels like a real person in, in my opinion but yeah sorry to cut you off you go on yeah but but to add on what you're saying that's exactly what i feel and that's why representation is important like even little jokes he would say like let's be let's be real he was like the only black dude in like mad situations and it was funny oh. that he actually hinted on that he was like uh well who else here looks like me like he just say little stuff that's like funny as hell or like <laughs> the part where he got surrounded by the guards and he was like man i ordered my hot sauce like 15 minutes ago like <laughs> it's little stuff like that spoiler it's not really a spoiler but whatever but it's little stuff At like all. that that i'm just like I, I i i can understand that like this is a guy that i know and you know him and i love um, robert pattinson's character because usually rob is always the most intense person in the movie like his roles are always super duper intense right yes but it was such a treat to see him not be intense and just kind of play it cool the entire time he's just this cool friend that like you know you need him when you need him and he'll sh always show up but you really don't know what the hell he's doing or what, what his life is like you know and to see him play that role was just dope so i loved the movie yeah. bro. you know i loved it <laughs> Yeah, more than Robert Pattinson, like it's it, like he in this role alone, I think he shows what type of range as for actor that he has. Because um, prior to this, I don't know if you've seen it. It's this Netflix um, movie called The King, and he. No, I ain't seen uh, that. Yeah, he he's in it, and he if you want to talk about outlandish and out there characters, the character he plays in that in that movie, oh lord. So to see him, you know, in a film like this, to dial it back and show you, you know. He has many faces to this acting game. He's not just one person. I'm like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. But yeah. um, I, I, I got a, I got a question though, because <laughs> you said this is your favorite Nolan film, or possibly? Yeah, possibly. Okay, so it's not your favorite. It yeah, yeah. I, I can't say it's my favorite definitively because I've seen it once. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Because you know you got to stand the test of time, and you know if it if I feel like this next year and I've watched all his mm -hmm. movies and you know possibly, but. Okay, I'll I, I let you slide with that one. Because you know he did make The Dark Knight an exception. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, yeah, but, but like I said, man, I think it's just, it's the relatability of, you know, mm -hmm. John's character for me that kind of like puts this so much up there for me. Because like you said, it's like, mm -hmm. like a guy that I know where I can see myself in it. And I, I just like that, you know, the protagonist, he didn't make any ridiculous moves that seem out of you know out of human character for black people because i'm just sorry we act different you know point blank period and that's no slight to anybody else but it's just the truth and i feel like they embodied that so well with this character and didn't stray away from the fact that he was a black guy and i just loved it so i think it's a possible weird mm -hmm. yeah. i'll give you I'll, I'll let you slide with that one but what's weird though the fact that nolan wrote this from what from what i'm seeing he wrote and directed this so for him to you know, be able to um, capture those mannerisms and characteristics. Uh, that's outstanding. I don't know how sorry for oh, exactly. And sorry for anybody listening. If we sound a little vague on details, it's because speaking on this film alone, like we can't, we can't really 
give a full out fleshed out opinion on it without getting into some type of mm-hmm. spoiler and in my opinion so yeah you can't like j- just you can't even share the idea of what the heck is happening while stuff is moving back and exactly. forth without it being a spoiler you just got to see it for exactly yourself. so mm-hmm. um let me stop right quick before we move forward and let's just uh you know a, a, a brother of ours, you know, passed away. Chad, Chadwick Boseman. Just want to pay respects to him and his oh, family. Man. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a huge loss for all of us in the film community. And I didn't want to, you know, keep going into movies without mentioning that. You know, mm-hmm. shout out to his family. He's a South Carolina native, so you know he hit home for us back mm-hmm. home. Seeing a guy like, yo, we can make it because he made it. You know what I mean? So just want to put that out there, bro. Like any thoughts you want to give me? I just want to say that right quick. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree, hundred percent, man. Rest, rest in paradise. When yeah. I, whew, when I, because I was watching. I think I was on either watching the game or on YouTube. I don't know what I was doing, but I saw the notification pop up that uh, Chadwick Boseman, like you know, passed away. I'm like, wait, what? And like, mm-hmm. it felt so so real, and still to this day, it feels so real to me because. Dude was like what, forty three years old, looking like he's yeah, thirty five. Yeah. I'm like, and and I know he lost a lot of weight, but for some mm-hmm. reason, I thought it was for like a role or something. I did too. So mm-hmm. yeah, just to hear that, man, that's he was just a real good brother, bro. So yeah, for real. R.I.P. to him and his family, man. Just, yeah, man. condolences, praise for all y'all, man. Like, uh, yeah, man. That was but, uh, rough. Anyway, just had to do that before you know mm-hmm. moving on. So we saw Tenet, right? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you. Are you back in movie mode? Because we got to be honest here, man. Um, Nolan saved theaters, bro. Like, I'm feeling like <laughs> he saved cinema. Everybody okay. kept talking about, oh, movies are going to, you know, do bad in the box office and da 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 But Nolan just came through and made $100 million the first week out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, like, it makes me think, like, this could actually work and we could get back on track of things, like, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts, um, I want to say he saved cinema, but I want to hold off on that only because this is going to be a little different of, of a release. Because normally when a film gets released, it's what, two, three months in the theaters and then they pull it out. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, you know, there's not that much audiences that are that's going out to the theaters, I feel like this movie is going to be in the theaters for at least five to six months. And we're not going to really get to see the damage it does probably much later than normally after two to three weeks, the bulk of, you know, the money is made. Mm-hmm. I say this go round is probably going to be a month, a month and a half till we see like what Tenet does. But a hundred million overseas. And then I think over the Labor Day weekend, they made 20 million. So they're like at 120, 150 altogether. That's mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah. Especially for theaters only been open for what, a week. A yeah, week and a half. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 150, 130, that, that's that's impressive. Now, the only reason I might also think they they did kind of save it, because prior to the release, the James Bond uh, movie, No Time to Die, which is coming out now in November, mm-hmm. but prior to this, you know, it was it was hinted that Sony or whoever owns it was thinking about pushing it back to 2021. And as soon as Tenet come out and you saw the numbers, mm-hmm. now they're talking about November release. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy for that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so that I, leads into like you know we're saying uh, does the tenant put you in movie mode uh, per oh, se? Uh, oh, without a doubt, without <laughs> a doubt, to the point that I'm even considering watching uh, New Mutants uh, this week. You gonna watch New Mutants? I'm not going. Uh, what I'm thinking about doing is 
uh, I've never been to a drive. I, I talked to you about that. I've never been through a drive-in uh, theater. So there's one around where I live in. I don't have to get out the seat and stuff like that. So I might, I might check it out for something small budget like that. Mm. Right now, 10, it got me in the mood to watch movies, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, me too. Like, like uh, yeah. Yesterday, it just scratched the itch. And listen, like I, I say this all the time. Last year, I've seen like 80-something movies in theaters. And for me to only have watched six by September, bro, I'm going, I'm going stir crazy. <laughs> nah, that, that, so back in movie mode, 100%. And I'm just hoping... Actually, maybe not. I want to see what uh, Warner Brothers does with Wonder Woman because I'm not sure if this should open. I really, there's a, there, I, me being selfish, I would love for it to come out, I think next month or two months from now. But for, for them to make the boat, because I think this potentially has the chance to be a billion dollar, you know, movie. For sure. I would, yeah, I would like for them to possibly push it back to 2021. But if they open, I'm game, I'll be there. So I'm in movie mode. New releases, new big releases. I'll definitely go check it out. What about you? Yeah, I'm I'm right along with you. Every single word that you said, like it just that excitement of seeing something new and brand new mm-hmm. on the biggest screen possible. Mm-hmm. And exactly. even just me reviewing movies, it just it made it, it put like a jump in my you know pump in my step. Just like oh, mm-hmm. let, me, let me review this new film and, and try to like show people how dope it is without telling them like it's just a whole spark went along with just seeing this movie man so i'm like you say any big release that comes out i'm if, if i can find a show time where i can feel comfortable with you know the least amount of people i'm there you know mm-hmm. just to speak on what you said about wonder woman 84 i agree with you i don't think they're gonna release it i don't think they should like you know i want to see exactly. it but like you said man this is a comic book movie we all know that these movies you know they want to make as much as they can off of them point make period mm-hmm. and and the fans want to support it and if they can hold off to you know 2021 just do it just do it don't i wouldn't i wouldn't use wonder woman 84 as a guinea pig just because of uh exactly you know, tenant i just don't think that's smart so i agree with you mm-hmm. with that one too Especially when the predecessor made um, what over eight hundred million, mm-hmm. you, and you know the sequels typically get a boost. So, a billion dollars is not out of, out of the picture, but I think it will be if they open in October or November. There's no way any movie that's open between September, October, maybe even December is gonna make a billion dollars in the box office. That's, that's impossible. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's, it's just yeah. not. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said. <clears throat> Me back in the days when I used to go watch movies, I typically used to like go to Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, being a little wiser and you know actually paying attention to what's going on, I'm starting to see a trend more with Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. My question to you is: Does Rotten Tomatoes in 2020 still matter? Matter and does it hold clout in your opinion? Hell no. <laughs> I think they they fully lost it as far as uh, their their know how to movies. I, I think it's pretty clear that it's been a wake up call. You know, people are now they might they may go to Rotten Tomatoes to see what they think, but they also look at the audience score. And I just feel like these past few years that balance has been so off whack with releases that it makes people kind of be like. Okay, 
either your system is wrong or there's an agenda at place with some of the people who review these movies because I don't think there should be any reason why you know the critic score and the audience score should be so vastly different that, that doesn't make sense to me yeah. and I think people are starting to see that as well like you got a movie like uh, I don't want to pick on any particular movie so like I'm hating but you know something that's they give a, a, an 80 a 90 percent but the audience score is like a 45 or vice versa it's just like this is all opinionated you know that's basically what this is saying and people are starting to understand like it's about what you love what your fandom likes it doesn't matter what the hell they, they say they don't they, they don't sell people like they used to anymore and i'm actually glad that that's happening because they're the reason for a lot of studio meddling with movies in the past and I'm hoping that can stop. So that's, that's you know that's my take on it. What about you? Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. Like I said, um, back I say probably five, four years ago, before I go see a movie theater, I used to always jump into Rotten Tomatoes, I need to be to see what the score or what people are saying. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely about around where BVS came out, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I got yeah, I got to see it a little early because they did some kind of screen event where if you've seen the trailer. You're, you know, you got a week early to see the movie. Mm-hmm. So I saw the movie before any Rotten Tomato, you know, score came out, and I and I was hyped. I'm like, that's one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen in my life. This is mm-hmm. the third. And then later that week, I saw um, the, the score come out. I'm like, okay, oh, this gonna be definitely be in the. That's when I used to care. I'm like, oh, this gonna be definitely in the high 80s, high yeah. 90s. Mm-hmm. Tell me how it was in the low 20s. That don't even make sense, bro. Like at all. I feel disrespected by that. Like, bro, like honestly. Exactly. Like, I was like 23%, bro. Like, what? Come on, son. Like, and like you said. Out of a hundred. Exactly. And that movie right there was 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 the turning tie for me to be like, you know what? Screw mm-hmm. the critics. Because the opposite of you, I saw the score before I saw the movie. And honestly, like when I saw that, it really let me down. I was like, damn, man. 23%? I was like, but I loved Man of Steel. Like, and this looks like it's the same vein of that movie. I'm like, how can the movie be so bad, bro? And it, like, I literally had my shoulders low until I went to go see the movie. And then I come out the movie and I'm like, what movie were they watching? I said the exact same thing. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you can dislike a movie. I'm not saying you can't, but I just feel like when you give a, a movie a score that low, it's just disrespect, bro. Like, I've talked to people who don't like the movie, and they even say, now nah, it doesn't deserve to be like that. That's crazy. Because if anything, it looks great. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just, this is disrespectful, bro. This is disrespectful. You know how how bad of a movie you have to be to get 23 or t- whatever percent out of 100? Yes. Like you, that, that has to be a god-awful film, and BVS is nowhere near that. No, at and, all. And my main issue with Rotten Tomato nowadays, I feel like they feed off like hate. Like as soon as one negative thing is said about a movie, they just pile on. And it's 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 pointless. I don't understand it. I honestly don't think Rotten Tomato is really that necessary. Like here and there, I'll go check out the Rotten Tomato score, see what people like the the fans are saying, and I check. And typically, the fans and the critics, the like you said, the scores are. Polar opposites. The ones in the South Pole, ones in the North Pole. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. But I, I don't really use it as a tool anymore. Before I go see a movie, I just you know 
click on it, see what people are saying. I'm like, all right, bet. Because Venom was a low 20. Mm-hmm. Um, Man of Steel, I believe, was in the 50s. To be honest, Joker was in the 60s. Exactly. What? was in the 60s. Like, come on, in, in what world? And, and then Adi no went better. And then you got stuff like, like, like Captain Marvel, in my opinion, that makes <laughs> makes them look like they have an agenda. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you look at their rating, and then you look at the fan rating. The fan rating is ridiculously lower than what mm-hmm. they rated as. And then they even went as far as to far to go as to remove fan submissions for ratings mm-hmm. for that movie. And then I'm just looking like. Well, if you, you you draw the line in the sand to say we can, you only can talk about and say certain things about certain movies that we deem what they're supposed to be, and that that right there to me shows their biasness. Like, no, you can't you can't do that. I agree. You know what I'm saying? You want to dump on one movie, but when somebody wants to dump on a movie that y'all like, you want to cut the comments off. No, so I'm glad that the clout is gone from there. No, nobody care about them. Agree. There's no world where you can sit here and tell me that Captain Marvel. Is better than Aquaman, Joker, Man of Steel, etc. That makes hell no. That, that makes no sense. Not just because it's a Marvel. It's not a Marvel versus DC thing. It's just not a good opinion, movie. It's just a, exactly, it's quality. It makes no sense. You can't yeah. say that with a straight face. Yeah, so you, it's, me, it's not. It's not a, a great movie at all. Like, and it's not to say I'm not gonna sit here and say like it's dumpster fire because you know I try on my heart not to say that. But if you just look at the movie and what it did and what it spoke to, it's not mm-hmm. good. It doesn't accomplish. You know anything for real for real so no they no mentioned bad stuff. vfx and everything like yeah stop stop mm-hmm. but um let's get off of rotten tomatoes because <laughs> they, they, they got enough they we talk about y'all again send us a check but anyway facts um with you know movies um and production is still going on as we talked about uh coming in theaters you know there's a bunch coming that are still in production, like the Batman and you know Black Adam, and I use those two as an example because both the lead actors, Robert Pattinson and The Rock, have come down with COVID, mm-hmm. and that sucks, man. Like, that, like big time. Movies aside, from what I've heard about the virus, like we always talked about this, to go through that is just still terrible. But um, mm-hmm. do you think it's too soon? For these theaters to keep trying to put stuff in production, or like, and if so, how long do you think they should wait? To be honest, I think it's too soon. Period to be doing anything, not just you know movie production. I feel like um, the coronavirus, COVID, whatever you want to call it, it's still alive and well. Mm-hmm. It's not. It has not gone away, and it's not going away anytime soon. So, in in my perfect world everything would still be on lockdown or as close to lockdown as possible. But in reality, um, I don't think it's, uh, you know, a bad idea to start movie productions. Because yeah. clearly they're taking protocol. Mm-hmm. They were able to, before even starting shooting, they were able to isolate Robert, you know, see that he is, you know, tested positive and kept him away from the crew. Mm-hmm. And they're continuing filming without him. And that's pretty astonishing to have one person out of, you know, X amount of people that's in a movie, you know, lot. That's what hundreds, thousands of people, if, if mm-hmm. that. So to only have one person test positive, that means that you know they're actually they have a system down and it's working. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, no, it's not 
a bad idea to have movie productions going because you know it's probably the safest places right now because they have a system in place yeah and they're following it and it and it's working because they're catching people beforehand before they get on set and you know and affect others so yeah and you know it's, it's funny you brought that up because that, that's the, definitely a key factor that they're still able to shoot without them mm-hmm. and you know like you see in a perfect world we, we, we can lock stuff down but it sucks because you know doing that makes our economy just continue to crumble yeah. and nobody uh nobody can progress with that as well you know mm-hmm. so yeah agree with you 100 bro like yeah, but at a certain point, though, you have to sit back and realize, like, what's what's really more important? Are we talking about lives or are we talking about, you know, money? For sure. And I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess because everybody knows money fuels everything. It makes the world go around. So, yeah. It's and, the world um, we live in. <laughs> exactly. Now, um, last podcast we had about, I say, two weeks ago, it all was involved around DC fandom. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely epic, amazing, mind blown. Yes, highlight for 2020 for real. <laughs> exactly. So this upcoming Saturday, they're coming out with part two. It's a little different than uh, you know part one because this is, I believe, solely or mainly focusing on you know DC TV. Are you excited about a part two as you were part one, or are you excited at all for it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I, you know, I expressed before that I'm not like a TV guy. I'm just, uh-huh. you know, I watch TV time to time, but I'm just, I'm movies. Mm-hmm. And not to mention that I'm not the, the most keen on the CW. I'm just not. So, yeah, uh, I am interested in Titans just because, you know, I, a lot of people hate that show. I'm, let me say that. I know, I know. So don't be screaming at me as I'm saying this. I know you hate it, but. <laughs> I'm fine with it, okay. I don't, I don't care. It, 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 I like it, but um, uh, but even that though, I don't feel like it's enough for me to tune in because uh, it's just you know it is what it is, bro. But uh, what about you? Man, I agree a thousand percent. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's not that um, I hate TV or anything. It's just that the CW. Oh my God, that that Arrowverse, whatever they want to call it, is pure. <laughs> Car. I tried, bro. I really tried. I watched Arrow. <laughs> I watched Flash. I gave it a chance, bro. I, like at a certain point, I had to start thinking about my well-being. I'm like, I can't keep doing this to myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> to, I'm not excited whatsoever. But I would let let me, you know, fix something. I don't want people to think I hate Titans. I hate certain aspects of Titans in the whole second season, but certain aspects oh, of Titans. Like the first season, <laughs> the first season of Titans, I actually enjoyed it. Like, I liked it. I watched all the all the episodes. It, it kept it caught my attention. It captured how I wanted my Titans to be. Because I, it's not like the you know Teen Titans TV animation show. It's a it's more adult definitely and more mm-hmm. gritty. And seeing Robin putting in work, it was Ooh. Robin acting like yeah exactly. So yeah. I was in for it. But uh, the second season. I'm surprised too because I was hyped. They had a death stroke. I'm like, oh, there's no way it's gonna be bad. But I don't know. They they lost me a little bit. But um, if they're gonna focus solely on TV shows and and you know the most popular TV universe right now is CW, they can miss me with that. I'm probably not gonna check it out. 
I'll check out the articles and see what people have to say. But yeah, I'm not excited whatsoever. But let me, let, me. let me let me mention this too. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, oh here we go. There's a rumor. There we go. That <laughs> Mr. Batflick himself. Stop. Is possibly supposed to show up to announce mm-hmm. that he's doing a miniseries on HBO Max with his Batman script. So you're trying to get me a trying to get me to have a heart attack on air? Is that what you're trying to do? I mean, like, no, there's way I, to do look, that. I'm just putting it out there. I I heard it. Some I got DMs. People telling me this, mm-hmm. and people saying this this certain person is saying that they haven't been, they haven't been wrong thus far. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I don't know like you know, boss logic you know um, an artist who's worked with DC in the past. Yep. Mm-hmm. There was a tweet he deleted that said somebody asked him about the Batflick show or movie, mm-hmm. and he replied with, "I heard they breaking DC fandom into two different weekends." Mm-hmm. And he deleted it. So, mm-hmm. I, and then I forgot the brother's the dude's name on Twitter. He had a gif of Batfleck and then he had a caption more but he deleted it mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's going to happen or not but that's the rumor you know that's the rumor has it I just just had to let you know I didn't know if you knew so you know. no I, I did not know but if this happens lord have mercy all, all that smack out all that smack I was talking about just, just pretend like that never happened <laughs> no 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 the smack is still there uh-huh. This Mac is still because I'm still not watching it <laughs> that weekend. <laughs> like I was, I was still not tuning in that weekend. I'm sorry, I'm just not. Oh but, yeah, I agree. But my excitement will be up a little bit if, if you if you're telling me you're you're gonna announce a bat flip TV series, my excitement definitely skyrocketed. To to me, he I, I've said this before. He even though without he doesn't have a movie, he's still my favorite Batman hands down. For sure, not even remotely close. And that's one thing. If there's one negative I could say about the current state of DC right now, and it has nothing to do with uh, Robert Pattinson to Batman, because we talked about it last week. That looks absolutely fire. Yeah. For me personally, I would have loved to seen a Deathstroke. One one of my favorite. Um, yes, I'm about to call him a Batman villain, even though quote unquote he's for Titans. But to me, Batman versus um, Deathstroke, which was teased, would have been <sighs> phenomenal. And and Ben Affleck is an award-winning director. This dude knows how to shoot, you know, a movie. So I would have loved to see you know, a Ben Affleck movie. So if you could make that up by having a TV show, I'd be game. I'm so yeah, yeah. But I had to put that out because I didn't, you know, when I heard that, I had to like contain myself. I was like, come on, like don't don't tell me this kind of stuff, man. Like I hope. But I got a question for you because I I know um before the original. DC fandom came out. There was supposed to be this mystery movie or mystery movies that were supposed to be announced, and they got removed from um, the slate. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible that they might introduce that as a surprise for part two? It's a possibility. You know, mm-hmm. there's because the thing about it is there's so many moving pieces right now that they probably thought it was gonna, they they were going to announce it, and who knows? Like, I, I really don't know. Like. DC is at, they're playing this game now where and I love it like you know the multiverse where they kind of can do what the hell they want to do. Yeah. So with that being said and them being able to do what they want, anything can happen. You know because mm-hmm. we already got our slate for like you know the connected DCEU movies coming out. Mm-hmm. 
we don't know what's happening on the, the elseworld side so we don't know we, we don't know i think it would be awesome if they did put it on there just to gain some traction but hey we gotta wait I and agree. see i agree i agree i'd love to see that so um so while we on the subject of you know new stuff and possible reboots and whatever mm-hmm. the fresh prince is supposed to have a reboot and um what do you think about that no <laughs> that's all i gotta say is no why first of all why to me uh, we, we actually talked about this on Twitter because um, we were talking about our favorite 90s sitcom. And I believe you said Martin was your favorite, correct? Yeah, Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, The Fresh Prince was by far my favorite. I grew up on it. I've seen every last episode. Oh, for sure. Like, from beginning to end. I thought it was a masterpiece. I thought it was perfect. There's no way in 2020 they're going to be able to capture probably even 15% of what that original show was. Because... What made that show to me was Will Smith's characteristics and, yeah. and charisma. There's not too many actors right now. Maybe if they find somebody up and coming that could portray that type of, you know, role. But also, from what um, I don't know if you've seen this, this reboot is supposedly in vain because they had um, this YouTube, like, you know, short when they, oh, it was a okay, more, yeah. yeah, remember that, that. Was okay, a more yeah. serious version of um, the Fresh Prince, and supposedly this reboot is gonna follow, you know, super what that did, and and I guess that's an okay idea, but to me, that's not really the Fresh Prince. It, you might as well call it something else. Um, and yesterday or was it this morning? I think it's been confirmed. Peacock, which is NBC streaming oh, network, <laughs> the dumbest name ever, just ordered two full seasons of this, which um. I will check it out because, you know, Fresh Prince and Will Smith is involved, but I don't expect it to be any good because there's a lot of, you know, reboots on Netflix from Full House and all of that that's coming out and none of them are really They got to stop good. that, man. Like I agree. I, I swear Point to God, is. yo, I be sitting here looking at these reboots and all the rehash ideas and I'm like, dog, mm-hmm. y'all need to hire more people and different writers. Exactly. There's an abundance of stuff out there that can be done. I'm, I'm one of them. I have ideas out the behind that can be done. But you know what? Don't hire me. I'm going to do it myself. But anyway, carry on. No, no, you're 100%. Like, the, what you're, I'm going to piggyback on what you said right now. There's, like, so much original ideas out there. Like, stop going back on the well of, like, what worked 20, 30 years ago. Like, think outside the box. Yeah, it's just a That's, cash grab. You know what I mean? Exactly. I understand you're starting a new service and you want to, you know, get viewers but i think there's better ways to do that than you know a fresh print reboot what about you do you like the idea at all uh like i said i'm not gonna lie like when i saw the short and i saw that they had will smith and i watched it i was like oh this this is like you know this is pretty cool for just a short just you know a different side but as far as like making a full-on reboot and and like calling it the fresh prince and it's the same characters i you know I don't know. I, I just still feel like the same thing. This is still a rehashing of something we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if I'm going to check it out, bro. I'll be real. I'm, I'm, I might just be like, if it comes to me and people saying it's hot, I'll check it. But right now, it's a no for me, dog. Yeah, I'll give it a couple episodes, two, three episodes. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like it, but 
I'll keep an open mind, but you know, hey, I guess. Since we're on the topic of TV shows, I want to talk about something in my opinion that I think is definitely working. Lovecraft Country. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Exactly. Um, uh, disclaimer: I'm not a hundred percent caught up. I'm one episode behind. I'm missing this past Sunday's episode, so I seen the first three, mm. and Lord of Mercy. Mm. Wow. What's your thoughts on the show? What you think? See, what I just said a second ago about original ideas and yes. fresh takes, specifically with black people. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, I, you know, we've had conversations behind the scenes. I tell you, like, I want to see more people of color in stuff like this. Like, mm-hmm. no disrespect to the Tyler Perry stuff. No disrespect to, like, the, you know, the documentary movies like Malcolm X. And no disrespect mm-hmm. to, to movies, you know, addressing oppression. But black people are so much more than that, yo. Like, I want to see mm-hmm. us in in more genre films. Like, that's why I love tennis so much, you know? I want to see mm-hmm. us in that kind of stuff. And this right here is the nail on that head, man. Like, this show is excellent. Every episode. And I've seen all four. Every episode, man. Like, cinematography, the story, just the capturing the essence of black, you know, from back in the day and showing our struggles you know, with the oppression, but also combining it with, you know, horror. Like you said, like you text me, you love genre bending. Like this is that to the peak, mm-hmm. man. I, I just, it's fantastic, bro. What you think? No, I, I couldn't agree more. Cause um, I swear to God, if I see another slave movie, i'm pulling my hair out i can't i can't do it i purposely missed 12 years of slave i I haven't watched a slave movie in lord knows how long i don't watch none of them jokes man i'm done i I just i just can't exactly i i'm you know i'm old enough where i I understand what happened i get it i don't need to see it again no but also though um like you said though seeing uh black people uh people of color in um Something yes, this is a, there's racial tension in the show, but that's not the sole purpose of the show. Mm-hmm. I feel like these actors and actresses they really get to flex their muscles and act. Yes, and oh, yeah, God. they they let you like imagine a little you know a little black kid or whatever watching and seeing. I'm like, damn, I could do this. I don't have to be a certain way to you know. I don't have to look a certain way. I don't have to do a certain thing to you know be here. Like the, the, how they represent. Us, I think it's fantastic. Then you know there's more to, you know, than just one category. I, I personally love it. And um, I believe Jordan Peele is involved in this. Yeah, executive producer. Yeah. Dude, I'm mind blown. Like, watching episode two and three recently, I was like, man, and it's so smart. Like, the writing is so smart. Yeah, it ain't no dumb stuff. Like, it's not no Chicken George or it's not like one one you know level of of, of of information that you're getting like it's a lot that goes to it like it's incredible i agree i agree and um <clears throat> what i typically do i like you know i love randomly coming up with lists of things so it, i find that fun so recently i was trying to you know come up with like my favorite five ten you know black actors right now and i kept coming to the same names like I'm like, damn, yo, we need some, you know, some more, you know, brothers out there acting. Mm-hmm. And seeing the main um character, the main dude, I think his name is Jonathan Majors or yeah, something like him. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man, he's, whew, I've never seen him besides anything in this show. Oh, man, he's been doing this thing. 
I really hope this opened doors for him. And yeah. Jernay Smollett, um, yeah. mm-hmm. Black Canary. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Her acting in this has been phenomenal. Destroying dude. it, dog. Like, I'm telling you, them two right there are just mm-hmm. killing it in this show. Like, like bruh. No, I ain't going to say it. <laughs> I was about to spoil something. But um, <laughs> the, what episode was it? The end of episode two, I think. Mm-hmm. With I think I know what you're talking about. And they're acting in that scene. Right, you're ex- that. When I was talking about her acting, that's exactly what I was what I was thinking. Bro, I got like, teary eyed watching that. Exactly. Like, oh my God, I've seen her in other stuff, but even in uh, Birds of Prey, I felt like her acting in this miniseries has been. Whew. Yeah, and she I'm a, kills it, man. I'm a mm-hmm, and I'm a big Michael K. Williams fan. I've seen him in um, The Wire, Boardwalk Empire. So seeing him pop up in this was 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 a fresh, uh, a good you know fresh breath air whatever so yeah yeah man amazing show man like I, like like this is one of those tv series that like i actually might buy it like once it's said and done i don't because i don't really think i own any tv series but that one like so damn good man i don't blame you and uh yeah like i said this is like smart writing it keeps you on the edge and um i like how every episode is something new like mm-hmm. they stray from the main story. It's like every it kind of reminds me of a black supernatural, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like de- dealing with the supernatural realm and all these different, you know, damn, I don't want to give out too. Let me, let me stop right there. But yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you getting a, to some people who ain't seen it yet, but it's just exactly. so good. That it's like you got to, and it's funny because I think even if we did explain what we could, it would make no damn sense. You'd be kind of like, what? Yeah. They yep. did this and that and, and the what, but how does that work with, you know, it's something you got to see yourself. Mm-hmm. Have to see it, man. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, three episodes in. I'm probably going to watch the latest episode either today or tomorrow because, yeah, I'm hooked. It's probably, honestly, this ooh, is this my favorite TV? Because I haven't seen The Boys yet. As of right now, this might be, oh, wait. Watch, watch me with this year, right? Or was that last year? No, it's last year. So this might be my favorite show this year, so. Well, yeah, I'm calling that for me already. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, definitely. And uh, speaking of, you said this is a good segue into superhero stuff, right? Um, mm. So recently, Robert Downey Jr. confirms that he's done with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's just funny that this was like really a big headline for like a lot of outlets that I saw, like you know, getting notifications about it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you think that's true? Do you do you think this is going to be his last? Uh, Iron Man, uh, excuse me, do you think this is going to be the last time we see him as Iron Man was Endgame, or do you think he might come back sometime? See, um, I'd like to tell you, let, let, let me break it down. My favorite um, GIF or YouTube video right now, or not right now, for the past couple of years, is, uh, I don't know if you ever seen it, Why You Always Lying? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, that's what, that's what I, it, this is Cap, man. It, 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 that's all lies. There's a thousand. There's no way in hell you're telling me that you're not gonna bring Iron Man back later, maybe five, seven years down the road for just maybe a cameo or something. I don't believe that he's done with the role, not not at all. Especially in Marvel, because one of my gripes with Marvel is nobody stays dead, mm-hmm. unless you're um, what's his name, Quicksilver, dying by bullets. <laughs> <laughs> nobody stays dead in Marvel. 
<laughs> so I fully expect him to be back. Maybe, maybe not in the next couple years, but I say five years maximum. Him in cap somewhere, somehow. Cameo, maybe not, a, you know, Iron Man 4. I, that's out of the picture, I think, because he's like pushing 60. Yeah, he but he's not done with the role. Like, that's what that's their biggest moneymaker as far as um, solo acts go. Or I guess Black Panther would have been that, but. Yeah, he's, and, he's not going nowhere. And it's funny because I believe Chris Evans saying he won't come back more than I do Robert Downey Jr. Like, uh, I don't believe any of them. I mean, of I course, you know. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick, yeah. He's be lying. But, he, but what I mean is, uh, like, Chris Evans, to me, is still, like, scorching hot after his, mm-hmm. his you know, cap role. I mean, he went on That's to do, true. I forgot that joint for Netflix. I forgot what the name of it was. But he had that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he just did knives out. Like Fire. Chris is on a, you know, he's he's on a, a, a role that he's still doing stuff and still actively working. Where it's like yeah. you look at Robert Downey Jr. and his last joint out wasn't looking too too good, bro. Like, you know, Doctor Doolittle. Stop it! Stop it! You gonna act like you don't like Doctor Doolittle? Yo, I, I, listen, <laughs> I let you get off for the Suicide Squad jokes, but you're not about to do that. Like we ain't nah. Don't even I'm just saying, Rock. Maybe I misheard you. I could, I could have sworn you said that was in your top ten, but okay, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you know better than that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Rob, like you know, it just is what it is. I think he, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the problem. Not a problem. I can say a problem because it's it's up and down. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, to to quote and go back to what we was talking about. You know, Fresh Prince. You know, uh, Will Smith said that he got advice from Alfonso which is Carlton to whoever you be on this show just know that it's going to carry it's, it's going to carry you for the rest of your life so however you want to you know approach this role just know that it's going to carry carry you and for Will Smith Will Smith is, 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 is Will Smith in every single role you know what I mean so that's true it doesn't it doesn't matter like you'll always be a fresh prince because you, you're fresh prince and you fresh prince dead shot you're fresh prince you know what I'm saying uh mm-hmm. Pursuit of happiness, you're just a sadder, fresh, but like, like you, you're that person. Whereas Robert Downey Jr., when they crafted a character to be just like you, I think it's going to be hard for you to fight your way out of that box. Long story short, that's what I meant. I, that was a, a lot of rambling, but it's going to be hard for him to fight his way out of that box to, to be seen as something so different because he played himself for 10 years straight. So people kind of only want to see him like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm, you know, I'm in the air about what he's going to do next, honestly. Yeah, like you said, uh, he doesn't have that big, which I don't, because I think he's a good actor in my opinion, but he doesn't really have that big of a presence besides the MCU. I'm sure he's coming out with a third Sherlock's home, which I pretty much, I enjoy those, but um, every other film he's done pretty much flops in the box office. So, Iron Man's been that role for him. And now they introduce Time Machine and time traveling in the MCU, I could definitely see an instance where they go back in time somehow or the multiverse and you see Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. right there. So it, oh, it's yeah. definitely going to happen. It's, it's not a matter of if, I think it's a matter of when. And mm-hmm. you know, I'd say within five years, it's definitely going to happen. It might be shorter than that. So. Exactly. But since we're in this comic book you know, discussion, I think it's a perfect time, episode number four, for us to break down 
and talk about our favorite comic book movies of all time mm-hmm. list. Yes, 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 yes. What top ten? And I'm a top ten. Yep, okay. top ten. And I'm gonna start off with you. I'm gonna let you. You know, you could either start. I'll let you choose between. You drop your ten to five, and I drop my ten to five. We could do, and then we go back five to one, and I drop my five to one, or you could do ten to one. However, you want to do it. All right, let's do this. Uh, hmm. We do top ten. I don't want to do like five. Let's just just do ten. Okay, and cool. you can go from you know f- favorite, I guess, the least favorite of the ten. Okay. You know, I'm gonna start with you, bro. Like, 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 like what's yours? Like, I want to know what yours are. Well, in my opinion, there's no such thing as the least favorite if it's my top ten. And for my number, yeah, for my number ten is a curveball because a lot of people, I guess, even the movie itself doesn't consider it a comic book movie or a superhero movie, Mm -hmm. and that is Unbreakable. Mm, Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. That movie, when I first saw it, I I didn't, I didn't understand what I was watching because I thought it was just you know a typical drama movie from M Night, and you know, of course, I was expecting the twist. But to, for it to be what it was, like, that's the start. It's actually the start of a comic book trilogy, because after that, you have Split, and then you have Glass. And I thought um, how they handled um, oh, how they handled that movie was phenomenal. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, my number nine is probably the number one movie that started all of this, in my opinion. And that's X-Men. Mm, the first yeah. joint? Yeah, the first one, the first first one, the one I think it came out with ninety nine or two thousand or something like that. Oh yeah, okay, classic. All right. Yeah, that's that's my number nine. Okay. Number eight, I, I don't know how I have it this low, but it's in my top ten. Is Man of Steel. At eight. I know. Listen, every single day I go back and forth, like where I place it. The other day I had it as high as number four and five. Today I have it as eight. And I'll guarantee you tomorrow is going to be in a different place. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, so as of right now, Band is still is number eight. Okay. I'm, I'm probably tripping. And number seven, you're going to think I'm crazy, Avengers, the 2012 one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, that's the best <laughs> Avengers film to me, bro. No, I'm not laughing to, at your, to say, like, it's distaste, but... Uh, I just that I didn't expect you to say that. I literally did not expect that. To come I know, next. I know, I know you because yesterday I had been still higher than it, but for some reason I don't know what I experienced in the Avengers because I was expecting this film to fail, bro, a hundred percent. Back then when it came out, and like nobody besides comic book heads knew who the Avengers was, and you know, I still to this day, Infinity War Endgame has not topped. 2012 Avengers to me. Mm, okay. Now, and my number six is uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, it's my really? favorite. Yeah. That's I thought it would be higher than that for some reason. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite DCEU movie, hands okay. down. All right. And uh, number five is, we spoke about it, but Joker, bro. That's groundbreaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Like, the fact how they, it didn't feel like you was watching a comic book movie. It felt mm-hmm. like. Any, like it felt like a more a Martin Scorsese movie that I was watching. Yes, I loved it so much. Man. I remember seeing exactly. it last year. Just like the opening frame when like he's like pulling his, his you know his mouth together to try and smile, mm-hmm. and he just drops it and a tear rolls. Oh, that hit me in my heart, dog. <laughs> like, oh, all right, 
before I continue, I want to make an audible because it's, it's not it's not sitting well with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm switching eight and seven, bro. I have Man of Steel seven and Avengers eight. Okay. Yeah, because before the show started, that's where I had it, but then I switched it. But you know, so seven is uh, Man of Steel, six is Wonder Woman, five is Joker, and number four mm-hmm. is Winter Soldier, the best MCU film still to date, in my opinion. Mm, okay. Yeah, and I have it high. Number three is the best X-Men film or X-Men character, and that's Logan. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was coming. Easily. Logan, boy, that's a Western, a modern-day Western. What more can you say? Yeah. And number two, the best Spider-Man movie. I know you're, your favorite is Spider-Man 1, but mine just happens to be Spider-Man 2. So that's my oh, second Oh, no. I, hey, hands up. Like, like uh-huh. two is phenomenal, bro. Like, so I ain't, ain't nothing got to say. Now let's see this one spot. What you got for one? Oh, that's easy. Is that even a question? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and, uh, Dark Knight. Already <laughs> is that is, is that even a question? All right, I already the know. Dark Knight. And and honestly, there's only one movie possibly I see touching it in the next year. If if and that's a big if at that. But yeah, the Dark Knight the number one. So from my one to ten, I have number one the Dark Knight, number two Spider Man two. Number three, Logan. Number four, Winter Soldier. Five, Joker. Six, Wonder Woman. Seven, Man of Steel. Eight, Avengers. Nine, the first X-Men. And ten, believe it or not, Unbreakable. Okay. That was my list. I'm going to throw a curve at you. Do you have any honorable mention? It's like 11 that you could probably think of? Honorable mention, I did. Um, Watchmen is definitely in my honorable mention, bro. I love Watchmen, bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's That, that, would, that would possibly be my number 11. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. What about good, you? Good Let list. me hear that. I'm gonna do like what you did. I'm gonna start from ten and make my way up. <clears throat> okay. All right. So number ten for me is Batman Begins. Ooh, how did I forget that? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I think I think that's kind of like the best Batman esque movie. I feel like, um, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll address that when I get to the other movie. So number mm-hmm. ten is Batman Begins. Number nine is Joker. Okay. Number eight is Spider-Man 2. Okay. Number seven is Watchmen. Okay. Number six, and people are going to probably try and curse at me, but I don't care. Number six is Aquaman. Love it. Love that movie. I don't care what nobody says. Oh, yeah. Real quick. That's my number 12 audible mention. I forgot to say that. Okay. Bet. Bet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Aquaman is six. Mm-hmm. Fire. Um, number five is Blade One. Oh, okay. Because to me, Blade is one of the ones that set the the, the the template like for modern day superhero movies. Like, like still holds up to this day. I don't even need no explanation. Y'all seen Blade? Um, anyway, I can, I can see that. Number four is The Dark Knight. Ooh, really? Yeah, number four is The Dark Knight. Um, okay. And uh, that goes back to what I, why I said, like, I think Batman Begins is kind of a better Batman movie because Dark Knight, to me, is a great movie, like, on its own. Like, that's just a fantastic movie. You, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I do think, just because of that, I got to put it in my top tier because it's just a fantastic movie with Batman movie. But, I can't wait to see your top three. Yeah, so. All right, number three is Spider-Man mm-hmm. 1. I love that movie, To Death. Okay. Number two is Man of Steel. Wow. Okay. And I already know what number one is. 
Jesus. Oh yeah, we already know. I'm I'm shocked. Batman v Superman is my favorite comic book movie of all time. I'm shocked, bro. Not shocked. I know because I knew uh, you changed it recently, but I know prior to the rewatch of BVS, like you love Man of Steel. Like Man of Steel was like your number one. So I thought you know. I thought eventually it would go back in this. You did the watch party. I thought it would go back to being your number one, but I could respect that though. BVS it gave me my favorite portrayal of uh, Batman, so yeah. Yeah, because see, I, I think I think Man of Steel is the best mm-hmm. uh, superhero movie of all time. Like okay. I think, like if you talk about superheroes and the ideal of like what a superhero is and what it's supposed to mean to people, mm-hmm. that's Man of Steel. But when we're talking about comic book movies. Cause I, I kind of, se- I kind of separated two in my head a little bit, but okay. comic book movie wise, like to me, BVS just feels like you're opening a graphic novel and just okay, reading it. Like I, I just love that movie, all the detail in it and everything. So, yeah, that's that's my top ten. Now, and, do um, you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, honestly, I do. Um, my honorable mention, I would have to say, is Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And Winter Soldier. Okay. Because for me, Winter Soldier and uh, because somebody asked me what about Winter Soldier, um, they asked me something like why I don't think it's top ten, and I just want to kind of break down the way I look at that just for a quick second, if you if you don't mind. No, no, you're good. Winter Soldier, when I first saw it, I freaking loved it. Like I thought it was Mm -hmm. like I was like, yo, this is mind blowing, crazy. But I've noticed over the recent years, there are things that stick out to me that kind of bring it down that can't be ignored. Mm-hmm. Like for one, the color palette is extremely bland. Like it is gray all over. Okay. And you can't, I can't ignore that. It's just my eye. Mm-hmm. And then two, there's a lot of editing choices that I'm not really fond of. Mm-hmm. Like uh, for example, like the way they film the fights is weird. So. When you look at it, and it, it could just be my eyes, I'm, I'm trained to see it, and I'm, you know I'm dabbling in directing. But mm-hmm. what it looks like, they shoot the action scenes in 60 frames per second, mm-hmm. and then when they place it, whenever you play 60 frames per second and a 24 uh, frame rate for the base of the entire movie, it's th- it kind of looks like the movement is ticking, like the movement isn't really that smooth. So you kind of notice how how you know imperfectness the movement is so you take that right and then usually with the fight scene you ramp the speed up a little bit to you know to make it look faster okay now usually that doesn't matter when you're not shooting at such a high frame rate because you can't tell but with it being in 60 frames per second and, and it's kind of ticking you really can notice that the footage looks sped up and for me that kind of bothers me and then you have that issue and then there's a lot of like chopping and, and, and a bunch of cuts, if you will. Mm-hmm. And for example, the scene when Cap throws his shield at Bucky and he catches it, mm-hmm. he throws it back. When Cap catches it, dog, within that second, there's like five cuts. Really? Like he I catches it. Like, like, watch it again. He catches it and then it cuts to him behind him and then it cuts to his feet sliding and then back up. And it's just like, why there's so many cuts and, and and they do that a lot in this movie okay. and it's something small that the average person probably don't care about but me them details just seeing that kind of stuff is like eh, 
And the third act's yeah. a little weird to me, but anyway, I say all that to just, yeah. That's why. No, I could respect that because you, you definitely, you're a, you know, you're a director. You have a director's eye. So while uh, your main issue seems like there are technical issues more than, you know, I guess, the movie itself or the story itself, it's the technical choices. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the story is fire. Like, the story, the way they go about it, the Mm -hmm. acting, you know, Mm -hmm. the choreography, all that stuff is fire. But it's just some technical issues that kind of like, eh. And Civil War takes that to the next level. That's why that movie kind of bothers me. It's like, eh, it's that. They took those issues and it's like multiplied. Like, (laughs) Oh, no, I could definitely respect that. But for me, uh, before Winter Soldier, I hated Captain America. I thought he was a Boy Scout. He was all the qualities that I disliked about the original Superman. Hate me if you want, <laughs> but you know, this is facts. So I felt like when the soldier really took um, Cap and made him serious and more grounded. Oh, for sure. Like there was, yeah, bro, there was stakes. And then the, when the soldier to me is the best portrayal of Bucky and all of the MCU, because now Bucky's like, you know, he's a good guy. He's not even an anti-hero. He's a flat-out good guy. But seeing him being like that villain, that true. Yeah, so yeah, I, and, I enjoyed it. And like you said, like even with my technical issues with the movie, mm-hmm. this movie's still fired at me. Like, like it, it's still in your honorable mentions. Exactly. Yeah, like it's it's like it's still it's fire. Like I mean, I was like when I'm, I remember when I went to go see the movie in the opening sequence on the sub, on, like on the submarine. Oh my yes. goodness. Yes. I remember I wanted to stand up and be like, why can't they get Batman to do this? <laughs> I'm like, this is all I want from Batman. Like, why can't mm-hmm. they make Batman just do this? But yeah, so. You're going to yeah. make me rewatch that movie again. The Wonder Soldier? Yeah, man. It's yeah, like, like it's, it's, it's literally my favorite MCU movie. Like, point of period. Exactly. Like, that's the one I, I watch a lot. Like, I revisit that one more than any mm-hmm. other movie. That and Black Panther are the only two that I really like. For, for, for but yeah, anyway. Black Panther. Black Panther is phenomenal. I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, if you for the listeners listening, do you mind uh, going rehashing your one to ten quickly, letting them know? Oh, okay. One to ten. Let me uh, shoot. Um, put my letter box D up. Uh, number ten is Batman Begins. Number nine is Joker. Eight is Spider Man Two. Seven is Watchmen. Six is Aquaman. Five is Blade. Four is The Dark Knight. Three is Spider-Man 1. Tobey Maguire. Get that up there. Uh, number two is Man of Steel. And number one is Batman v Superman. Fireless. Fire, fireless. Yeah, so I think both looks are good. I'm pretty sure uh, I'm going to get some hate for uh, having Man of Steel so low. You no, know, nah, I mean, if I it's like, in the top 10. I was giving you, you know, I was busting your balls, but maybe. No, 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 not you. I, I, I see how, how Twitter be acting, bro. They're going to come for me, but it's cool, though. They know where I am. It's all good. They'll, they'll have to be all right. But uh, <laughs> let's get on to a little bit of hip hop. Yeah, you know I mean, this is the wrap up. Yes, so mm-hmm. let's, let's uh, peep this. Um, So Nas, the legend, Queens native, what's good, done, all that good stuff. <laughs> dropped a new album called King's Disease. What you think about it? Oh man, this is honestly this is more familiar to Nas than that I'm that I'm more familiar with because he had that um that Kanye produced I forgot I even forgot the name of that um album back then. <laughs> I was not man I don't know what I don't know what he was thinking. 
but this album it felt more cohesive man if it, it sounded like it had a purpose yeah and i i quite I, I enjoyed it i didn't enjoy all the songs you know but it was it was, it was pretty quick he didn't have like 20 something but uh, the standout tracks to me were lubin's yeah mm-hmm. ultra black and 27 oh. summers bro Ooh. yeah yeah, bro, those three tracks right there were the standouts for me. I like Nas. Nas has not lost a step. No hell. Well, yeah, like him being. You would think like people like him and Jay Z, Pusha, or whatever. Them being like lyrically up. Like we were just talking about Jada the other day, being lyrically up there. Like you would think when you know twenty years in the game, there would be some slip up. But this nope. dude sound like he like yeah, like he never left, bro. So it, nope. it's good to see him coming back from that debacle that he had with Kanye. This is the type of <laughs> Nas album I want to hear. Like it all makes <laughs> it all makes sense. Like it felt like a cohesive sound and it had purpose, you know, and the and the theme to it. So and those three tracks, yeah, those are my standards. What about you? Yeah, I um I, I really dig the album. It's funny because when I first listened to it, mm-hmm. that's like the first two times I kinda was like, eh, about as I was on the fence. Wow, that's funny you say that. Because I was just talking to uh, my wife earlier, and, and we heard it um, early, like when it first came out. I'm like, it was in the car. I'm like, man, oof, this this sounds okay to me. But I heard it recently. I'm like, I don't know what I, I don't know what was going on. Maybe it was the planning. I wasn't fully focused, but it was hitting. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's what happened for me. Because when I first listened to it, mm-hmm. I was getting like my daughter together in the morning. And I had it in my earphones, just playing, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> It didn't really catch me. Like not to say it sounded bad, but I was just kind of like, mm. oh, okay. Back same, yep. Yeah, it was just like, mm. but then I don't like I said I don't know what happened. It was one of those moments where I played it when I could like really just listen, and I was like, man, mm-hmm. this is this this is fire. Like I said the same thing. Like this production, like Hit Boy mm-hmm. knew what he was doing. Like he he gave Nas the records we want to hear him over mm-hmm. because he updated them. But he didn't give him, he didn't update him enough to make it seem like an old dude trying to make young music. Yeah. Like the only song I feel like kind of sounds like that is the joint with um Lil Dirt to the Wars one. I feel like, yeah. I don't know why Lil, no disrespect to anybody that like Lil Dirt, but Lil Dirt and Nas, it, it, it's never a combo that I thought I'd be saying. Lil, he not, Lil Dirt is all right, but. That was kind of like the only song that I had a problem with. Mm-hmm. Everything else was either like you know cool or like really really phenomenal like dead ass. So I'm I'm happy with this. Like this album honestly gives me some hope that we can hear more records from him because he was not still got a lot to talk about, which is great to hear at his age. And I feel like I as an MC, as long as you can talk about stuff, you can continue to make albums. So I'm rocking with it, bro. I agree a thousand percent. Yeah, well, since we're on the topic of MCs, it's only right. Um, I, I don't know if you, because, you know, I go on a lot of hip-hop websites and, you know, I hear the chatter. And it's been like this for, I say, the last four or five years as a consensus of the current top three in the game. Excluding, you know, the Jay-Z, the Nas, the M's, and Kanye, or Kanye, because Kanye mm-hmm. got some, some fire albums. But the consensus has always been J. Cole. Uh, Drake and um, Kendrick as a top three in the game right now. Uh, would you say that as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd say that. Okay, so mm-hmm. well, 2020, it's already been confirmed. Drake is dropping an album. 
and um, Cole is dropping an album. And it's been heavily rumored that Kendrick is also dropping an album. So that'll be the first time that all three of them is dropping an album in the same year. And them being the big three, who do you think will have the best album out of the three? And who are you? It's a two-parter. Who are you excited most for? Um, Who I think will have the best album? I think this is going to be a loaded answer, but people mm-hmm. might think it's a cop-out, but whatever. I think... I think Kendrick is going to have the best album from like 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 a, a technical and setup standpoint. I think he's going to come through with, you know, a, a piece of work that works from front to back, stories, skits. I think he's going to have an album that just is like nothing you can say about it is bad. But for me personally, I think Cole is going to have the, the most enjoyable album of the three. Mm. He's gonna be the one. He's gonna have an album that I know I'm gonna play a lot. Cause with Kendrick, he does make masterpiece albums, but for some reason they're not ones that I can just listen to all the time. Like I gotta be in the mood to hear a Kendrick album. While J Cole, I can just kind of throw his stuff on at any moment, and I feel like it's gonna be the same thing when they drop. You know, and Drake, he's just gonna put music out just to put music out. So I mean, he does it all the time. He just makes playlists. He just he doesn't craft any type of cohesion he don't care about making a, a a masterpiece album making a story he don't he don't care about that it's clear he doesn't he hasn't yet so i don't expect him to do it now but um yeah, no i'm gonna listen there. and he gonna have some bangers and slappers on there mm-hmm. but as far as full albums no what about you uh, honestly it's funny because your answer and my answer are pretty much gonna mirror each other because mm. i feel yeah because i feel kendrick out of all three, if we're talking about rapping, rapping, like metaphors and um whoa, I think Kendrick whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute. Whoa, hold What's up? up? What's up? Kendrick and metaphors? You don't think he, he, he could do it all though. There's nothing Kendrick can't do. No, I say he can't do opinion. it. Uh-huh. I, I, I just say he doesn't do it. I, I think he can do it. I think this album he's gonna do it because every album I feel like he's been messing or experimenting with something different. I don't. They come to them bars, bro. I don't. Cole, man. <laughs> Let, oh, don't get don't get it twisted. Cole, my favorite rap, like like rapper right now, rapper rapper. Cole hands down is my favorite rapper, and like I feel, but I feel like as if we're gonna talk. A, Kendrick has what three albums out right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. To mm-hmm. Pepper Butterfly, Damn, and um, Good Kid, Mad City. Section 80, he got and, four. Section 82. It's section, exactly. If you ask anybody, all four of them, people are close to classic or classics. I think he has not missed yet, but this, like, replayability, Kendrick is not as high as the Cole for me because the Pimper Butterfly, I can't tell you the last time I listened to it. Mm-hmm. It's a fire, fire tape. But um, he, you know, it's, the replay value is not that great. But Damn was fire to me. I love Damn. That's one of my favorite. Um, it came out 2015. One of my favorite of the decade, in my opinion. Oh no, no, I but, agree with you. With, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the albums, because you know Kendrick makes fire albums. I, I, don't, I always mm-hmm. say that. But we talk about mm-hmm. like just rapping, like. So you think Cole's a better rapper than Kendrick? I do. Yeah, I do. Damn, you're one of the first people I, because I've had this argument for years, and but I felt um, Cole sometimes. 
he he has some throwaway lines to me. Uh, like he had um, what song was it with um, Out of Sight, Out of Mind with um, J Rock. It, it was cool. He was like, oh, something about getting the plug to get an outlet or something like that. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like that, that's elementary rhymes. And then he had another one talking about catch up to me. I'm hot dog. Like those, those are throwaway lines. I feel Kendrick doesn't really have too many throwaway lines. Okay, you are right about mm-hmm. that. I'll give you that. But what mm-hmm. I've never heard Kendrick say or okay. do is have heavy hitting lines like 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 J Cole be providing. Because yeah, he may do that, but he'll come around and say something mm-hmm. like, uh, "I agree. I agree. No you arguments." Know, you close half off like a promo code. Like I've never heard Kendrick say nothing like that ever. Like or what's what what's, 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 he said he was like um dang I'm trying to get a bar he said like uh so high that if I fall I could so high if I fall I would uh, I would uh so high if I fell I would fall for eleven hours like I ain't you know what I'm saying I haven't heard Kendrick do them heavy hitting bars like that. And I'm not saying he can't do it, mm-hmm. but it's just hard for me to believe that he can do it because I haven't seen it yet. And yes, for people out there listening, I know Kendrick. I know his verse on the Pusha T joint when he was talking about, uh, told my, you know, you know, I'm cracking on. I get it. I know. I rap. I know. I get it. So don't try and talk to me about bars and all of that stuff. But <laughs> I'm just saying, because people trying to talk to me like, but did you hear Kendrick? I'm like, Kendrick is great at scheming. And to add mm-hmm. some more, some more, you know, Validity to that statement. When you hear a Kendrick verse, mm-hmm. it's always a lot of extra stuff with his verses. You can't even name me the last verse you heard when it was Kendrick just straight flat out rapping. No ad libs, no voice change, none of that. You, I agree. You, you know what I'm saying? No, and, I agree a thousand percent. And and and, I, and like I said, this isn't taken away from Kendrick's skill, but I think he's more skilled in the theatrics department than Cole is. While Cole, I think, is more is is better technically as a rapper than he is. Ooh. Is what is what I'm saying? Okay. Like, like when you put the pen to paper and just match stuff up, like how they be mm. rhyming and things, and, and you and you point out the the amount of syllables being used and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Cole wins that. I mean, you take a song like ATM. He rhyming the whole bar. My That's niggas true. is caution. I put them in similar like the amount and my flow involved in. Like he's rhyming the entire bar. You know what I'm saying? And he's still saying stuff. I'm getting real rap nerdy, but this kind of stuff matters to me because I listen to it. I'm like, it takes a pen to be able to write that. And then he doing mm-hmm. that to a trap beat. You know what I mean? Like, so. No, yeah. I, no. I, listen, I agree. like I said, we're gonna mirror a lot of what we're saying because I agree a thousand percent. I just feel how um, Kendrick like crafts his albums. Oh, for sure. With, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, with storytelling and um, the concepts, like the the thought that goes into it, are far and beyond. But this album, the fallback that J Cole is about to drop. I'm, mark my words, 20, 2014 Forest Hill is my favorite um, Cole album. Not mixtape, not project, but favorite album. But mm-hmm. the fall off, I guarantee you, will be his best to date. And the reason I say that is he's been working. Typically, Cole, he'll work on the album a year or two. But uh, KOD, I think he said he recorded it in less than a month. But he, to put in work, it took him like I think, <laughs> six months. Yeah, bro. 
But I, I know that. while yeah, while working on KOD, he was already working on the, on the fall off. Yeah. So that means that. Mm-hmm. it. So that means he's been working on this album that he's gonna release this year for two to three years. And for him, I feel like, like giving Cole that much time, he's gonna craft something fire. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he has, he has limited time, but. There's something about Kendrick, bro. Like, Kendrick has not missed yet. And I feel Cole, like, his weakest album is probably For Your Eyes Only. Yeah, that one. But, he could have kept, kept that. But I can't say that about Kendrick, though. I can't. Like, yeah, I what's, his weak, what's, what's his weakest album to you? The Pimp of Butterfly, maybe Section 80? Oh, uh, you're right. I mean, even, even thinking about it, like, there's stuff that I like from each one that, like... Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, from the album standpoint, that's why I was like, you know, Kendrick is gonna have the, the best album for sure. Like, yeah. there's no debate, I think. But I agree, percent. I, I agree. Like, uh, replayability, it's gonna be cold. I already know that. Like, I'm just, just last week I replayed KOD. Like, I listened to his albums nonstop. And like still long story short, exactly. Long story short, Kendrick. I mean, Drake is gonna be third. It's, he's not competing with these two. <laughs> no. We know he has a four. Like. He has a formula. He knows what works for him. Like, I felt like he's in the same predicament that Wayne was in. Like, they're, they're at a point, like, they're so hot. Like, they feel like no matter what they put out, like, it's it, they're going to make, they're going to get their audience and they're going to make their, their money and all the records and stuff. So, they don't, he doesn't put that much effort in it, in my opinion. I haven't heard a Fire Drake album since, if you're reading this, it's too late. In my opinion, so yeah, that was, that was my I, favorite. I expect more of the same. So he's probably gonna be the the least like the out of the three, number three, and honestly, it's a toss up between the best album because I think this will be Cole's best album to date, and Kendrick is Kendrick, so it's a toss up. But it's as far as excitement for me, I'm most excited for uh, J Cole hands down. Yeah, like, me too. Hands down. Mm-hmm. It's not even remotely Just close. them bars. He, like, lately, he's just been on some shit, man. Like, like oh, my God. His verse on that. Um, Nobody fucking with sun. Nobody under the sun. Yep. <laughs> he's just been going off. Every Kobe verse is 100 birds. I just did the math. Kobe snapped. Like, when he went on that, um, I think it was last year, he did, a, what, like, 18 features? Oh, my God. The, the, that, what is it? Pablo Boat with um, Royce. That oh, I love snap. that verse. Oh, oh my God. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it's pretty Before much we mirrored ourselves. Mm, BC. And I see like Cold Growth has been crazy from the sideline story, which was his most commercial um album to date. Yeah. To mm-hmm. to where we at now, bro, this dude's pen and like his growth has been insane in comparison to somebody like Drake that's, you know, going the opposite way in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's much a, it's a two-man race. It's Cole and Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I personally know I'm almost a thousand percent sure I'm gonna like Cole more, but who's gonna have the better album? That's that's tough, bro. Kendrick has not missed yet, man. And my mistake too, bro. Like uh mm-hmm. I'm realizing <laughs> when you said mirror me, for some reason I looked at it as you saying like you kinda on the opposite end. So that's why I was uh-huh. kinda going a little hard earlier. So <laughs> mm-hmm. not at all, not at all. No, you <laughs> Nah, that's what I'm saying. Like what you were saying, I'm like, Daniel, that's pretty much exactly what I think. But yeah. I was expecting you to say something different. Really? Yeah, I, cause I cause I haven't really heard you talk about Kendrick, so I didn't know where you, where you stand with Kendrick. 
Yeah, cause you know the funny thing about Kendrick is like mm-hmm. he's he's in a, he's a weird position of a rapper to me because really yeah yeah because Kendrick is a guy who's definitely super talented like for sure like I'm saying he is amazing as he's an amazing rapper amazing artist but he's also another guy that I feel like and Lupe even has said this before that he that, that he has a lot of people who are just like. I know where you're going with this. On his sack. Like, <laughs> he is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, calm, I'm like, right, calm down, bro. Like, calm down. I agree. And, and that's what fueled me talking, you know, how I was. Because I'm like, no, I'm going to break it down to y'all how I see these things and how a lot of people look at it. Because, yes, he makes incredible albums, but it's just still different levels, you know, as an MC. Because, you know, you, you gotta in rap, you gotta sep- be able to separate the rap artist from the MC. Mm-hmm. That's two different things. Okay. The rap artist. Now let me is ask the guy. you this though. Oh, no, go on. So I'll ask you after this. Yeah, the rap artist is the guy that crafts the albums and the songs. The MC is the dude that you put him on the corner with five other rappers and spit thirty-two balls and let's see what it sounds like. That's two mm-hmm. different things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when you separate the two, but Kendrick is a little different. And you know, mm-hmm. I just gotta put that out there. I feel Kendrick can do both, though. I mean, don't get me wrong; he can do both. Not, not to say he can't. But when you take his thirty-two bars and you put it up against somebody like Black Thought, it's mm, just, okay. it's just different. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just yeah. a little different. You know what I mean? Okay. So now the question I was gonna ask you: Who's the, who do you think is a better storyteller between Cole and Kendrick? Um, I'd say they're equal. Really? Yeah, because I feel like. And I say equal because it it, it it really depends on the preference of how mm-hmm. you like a story to be told. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Kendrick's way of storytelling, it's in a way where you're like reading a book. It's just like an audio book. Okay. Whereas Cole is like your homeboy telling you about something that happened. So it's kind of like whichever one that you kind of lean towards the most. Like if you want to hear it from your homeboy, or would you rather read about it mm-hmm. in detail? You know, like read, reading a reporter. Mm-hmm. Like Kendrick is the reporter, Cole is the homeboy, give, and they both give you the same information, but it just it just it's, it's brought to you different. So I kind of say it's equal. I personally prefer Cole, but I think their level of it is is mm-hmm. uh, similar. What about you? Yeah, as a as a rapper, I prefer Cole all the way, but as a storyteller, um Good Kid Mad City from beginning to end with the skits and the interludes, like that's that's man, that's almost Nas worthy storytelling in my opinion. No, that is Nas worthy. Like, yeah, no. yeah, bro. So I don't think Cole's Cole is a phenomenal storyteller. And like look at some of his mixtape, bro. He I don't think he's really as far as albums gone really told a concise you know story from beginning to end but um if you've been listening to him like friday night lights um oh yeah yeah like this, this dude he could he he is he can tell a, a great story but i felt like kendrick's actually done it album for him but i feel like the like the fall off like man he's gonna blow the doors off with that one um, yeah he, he ain't coming to plan like that <laughs> last features he's been doing just been crazy so exactly and um you actually got more because you actually heard those two joints that he dropped off the album i purposely have been avoiding them i'm like neo right now dodging these songs so. oh yeah 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 see i heard them so i'm like yeah he better come with some stuff man like yeah and i heard he was spitting spitting in one of them man i'm telling yeah, you bro, bro. 
goodness gracious. That's a joint he said to have forth like a promo code. And I was like, damn, cool. Like, chill. See, what's, what's funny about that? You could have just said that verse and not told me who it was. And I would have known that was from Cole. Because that's some shit. That's, 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 that's how he spits. Yeah, Cole, like, man, yeah. He he wanted them dudes, man. Like, he wanted the new guys. I'm like, yeah, he definitely, he, he's, he has penmanship. Facts. We'll make the right of verse. Let me get out of here. Let me hype. <laughs> there you go. You heard it her first. Alright. So, um, since we're on to this music topic, well, um, what have you been listening? Like we, like we said, we've been gone for like two weeks. We haven't done a, what you've been listening to in a while, actually. Yeah. So pretty much for the past two two weeks to a month, what's been on your playlist? What have you been listening to? <laughs> Oh, this would be funny, but um, oh, it's, it's, it's say been dipset again. No, 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 no. It, 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 dipset. It's been a, it's been a little different. Um, yeah. Really, I've been like listening to um two things. The first thing I've listened to is late nineties. Like, how can I classify it? It's like late nineties, kind of like rock music. Really? Yeah. Um, I've got the artists like people like um, Weezer, and uh-huh. uh, I forgot the, the artist name, but they made that song "The Kids Ain't Alright," uh-huh. like No Doubt, um, Green Day. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, who's the, who's my my group man? Um, forgot the name of them, but I've been I've been in that bag recently for some reason. Like I I, I don't know why, but that's been one side of it, and. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Catronata. You know who that is? Well, I feel like you told me about this before. It's kind of like a house, but like with some funk, like uh, added to it. It, it. You have to hear it to, to, to really get what I mean. Because saying it, it just sounds like what? But when you hear yeah, it, you have to send me that. Yeah, when you hear it, you're gonna be like, oh, okay, like yeah. Okay. So I've been listening to those two, um, and. A self plug. <laughs> I've been mixing a new album of mine, so I've been listening to that. So <laughs> shameless plug, but yeah. So listen, and you know it's gonna be fire because I actually heard uh, your last tape though. Product of my environment. Ooh. Yeah, I fire. You know, you know, you know, a little something. But what about you? What you listening to? <laughs> well, um, recently uh, I've been listening to. One tape and one tape only, and I told you I was gonna listen to him, and that's Kendrick's. Kendrick, what? See, you got me in the Kendrick mindset. Oh, uh, Big Sean, Detroit too, bro. Oh, you beat the new joint? Oh, yeah, I had to because um, at first I was in the same mindset as you. I'm like, uh, you know, I might peep it, I might not, because you know, Big Sean hasn't really stepped up to to the plate to me, and um, everybody that's heard it was like, yo, this is actually pretty good. So I heard it yesterday, and I I think I heard it twice now. Fire. In my mm, opinion, really okay. fire. This is by far the best um, Big Sean album to date. I mean, like that's not hard to do because you know he's been slipping, in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> but Detroit too. That's the <laughs> this is the Big Sean album. Like I felt because he's a talented dude. Minus like the beginning of his rap career when he was doing, when he was, I think it was like the I Do It and all of that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bro. I, he felt oh. like a gimmick to me, bro. I'm like, yo, this dude. When I first heard him, like, he's gonna be a one hit wonder. He won't be here for the next. Yeah, he said, hate them, Alex. God, oh, man. I'm like, shut up, dog. boy. 
Yeah, but this, <laughs> but this one though, like he he, he spent, like the first. I say the first. I didn't skip the first. I didn't skip any of the songs, but the, like the first seven or eight songs, I could listen through without skipping with no problems. Like he's spitting, spitting in it, mm, and um. Okay. But it's not perfect though. Don't get me wrong. I felt what he did and what a lot of artists do. They keep it top heavy. Like some of the best tracks are in the beginning. Oh of yeah. The tape and then because this album is like what twenty one. It's twenty one songs, bro. Which, yeah, this is another negative to me. In 2020, I feel like there's no reason why a song should be over 13 or 15 songs. Because you know that the rest of them is going to be a lot of fillers. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. I felt um, like it was top heavy. A lot of the best songs were at the top. But uh, this is the best. Not some of the best, but the best Big Sean rapping to date. And, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Detroit 2 is actually a continuation of the mixtape that he had called Detroit, which was fire. Probably his best uh, piece of work. And, uh, you know, it lives up to it. I would recommend you to listen to it, but I'm not going to lie. There's some points where he goes back to his old self with the little, you know, whack lines. And I say there's at least four to five songs that I could do without. So if you're not a heavy Big Sean listener, it might not be for you. But if you somewhat like Big Sean and you're, you know, you're intrigued, Mm-hmm. Definitely listen to it because it's, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. But um, he has one song in here called "It's a Cipher," a rap cipher. Mm-hmm. Some of them like it's, it's. I guess it's everybody from Detroit. It's not like your typical cipher when you have all the best rappers. It's just all the you know Detroit rappers, and some of them are forgettable. But you know who's who's from Detroit, so you know who's gonna show up on it. And in my opinion, okay. If okay. anything, if you're not gonna listen to the album, just check out. Um, that one track and let me know what you think because I hear you loud clear yeah bro so that was my okay uh, right. two cents on that album so yeah so since we talked about uh, you know closing out we talked about what you're listening to mm-hmm. uh, what you've been watching lately see yeah I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this maybe I missed it because I feel like this is right up your alley I watched this yesterday actually it's a horror joint it's called uh, The Lodge have you seen it? I saw it on Hulu, but I haven't watched uh-huh. it because um, reading, like reading the the uh, synopsis, made me feel like it could possibly be a waste of my time. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna get around to it, but I'm like, I'm not. I haven't been gung ho to watch it. So, I mean, what you think of it? This is a weird movie, bro. This is this is a very it's good and bad at the same time. <laughs> and. <laughs> And but let I break off like the, the bad aspect. It takes a very long time to get there, I and um, yeah, bro, it's a, it's a slow burn of a movie. It's under two hours, and it feels like it's at least two and a half hours to me. Oh, but um, yeah, but it also it felt if this makes any sense, it felt like it was in the same shared universe as like um, damn, Hereditary and Midsummer. It felt like the same director was involved with this. Cause yeah, because the, yeah, the way the dude, um, whoever did this, like did his jump scares, they're not your typical jump scares. They're not something that pops out at you like, boom. It's just like certain scenes that like things happen out of nowhere. Hmm. Like I say this is a slow burn, but something happened probably in the first five, ten minutes that come like, like it's so nonchalant, it comes out of nowhere and you'll automatically sit up and like, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. 
But uh, besides that, like the after that, it's it's, it's a slow burn. But toward like the climax, the third act, like towards the end, it's like okay. And once you really start seeing what's happening, once the story uh, unravels, it, it makes a little more sense. But the, it's a, it's an enjoyable film. Okay, it's not. I wouldn't. It's not like. The Witch, because The Witch was a complete waste of time, in my opinion. I despise <laughs> that movie. So I'm just going to throw it out there. It, it has a little more meat to it, but I don't want to say too much because I know you're a horror head, and I, and I feel eventually you're going to, you know, watch this. So it's an hour and 43 minutes. It's, you know, it's a horror joint, kind of. Okay. But what's really horror nowadays, because, you know, people say horror, but it's really a thriller. So it's it's like, it's in, it's in vain of that, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. It's a good little fit, you know. If if you ain't doing nothing, I definitely recommend it and see what you think about it. Okay, it I, had I, a. I, I put it on my list to watch. Yeah, it has a. It felt like hereditary. I I felt a lot of her. It, it made me feel so uneasy in certain aspects, bro. I ain't, I'm not even gonna lie, but it's nowhere near hereditary. Cause hereditary was awesome. Whew, yeah, that, that one, man. <laughs> yeah. So, what about you? What have you been watching? Um. Lately, I've, I've like started my Halloween binge early, man. So wasted no time. Yeah, because you know, God damn, I, I'm, I'm a horror junkie. So mm-hmm. I watch horror movies all year, like no round. But I've been mm-hmm. watching like like Halloween specific movies um, okay. since about since about last week. I've been watching, mm-hmm. and um, a couple of ones that stuck out to me that I watched. I watched uh. This movie called Candy Corn, and it's a story, it's a typical story of this kid who gets bullied and they end up killing him, and they kind of try and brush it under the water, but the guy comes back from the dead, so you know what that leads to when um mm-hmm. a bully person comes back from the dead. So, <laughs> hmm. and um it's it's a seventies throwback, like they you know they it takes place back in the seventies. It does little things and it's edited like how a seventies horror movie would be edited. So I do appreciate that aspect of it. Um, so that's one. That's like it's on VOD. If anybody wants to check it out, you can type it in. It's there. Is it good though? Would like did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, uh, it, it's not it's not fantastic, but it ain't terrible either. Like it's not something okay. that. Um, I don't know. I it, I like it, but it's not something that you, you've had a movie that you like, but you wouldn't tell somebody to watch it. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I, like I got too many of those. Yeah, it's like it's like I liked it, but I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Hey, you need to find it online and buy it." And, and, yeah. no, it, it, it ain't that. Um, so I've been watching Halloween movies. Like I watched All Hallows Eve, mm. one and two. That's on okay. Amazon. It's pretty much uh, these anthology horror movies that take place over Halloween. Pretty good watches, I would say. But if you if you if you're if you got to scratch the Halloween bug, those are good ones to watch, or you can wait till October. But they're both on Amazon to watch. Um, and man, I don't watch so many Halloween. It's just Halloween, Halloween, bro. Like I'm just so ready for the season to switch. So that's really what I've been watching. Yeah. Uh, September just hit. He's like, yeah, I'm ready for. I'm ready for uh, Halloween. I, I don't blame you. Yeah, facts, man. Mm-hmm. Favorite season, man. Yeah, I don't blame you. So those are the only ones that you've been caught up to. Uh, there's been a, quite a few. It's just I'm trying to think about them because I don't log them, mm-hmm. and I just kind of watch them as I go. I you, you know, I watched uh, 
I watched some awful ones too. <laughs> I watched one called um, Halloween Jack. You know, it's horrible. <laughs> Halloween Jack, bro. It's horrible. Man. Like, bro, just just the name. Because like a lot of times, what I do is like right now I'm working on a short film, and uh-huh. I'll literally just put something on TV while I'm working on it, and mm-hmm. I'll kind of watch it, but not really, because I just know that like it's, it might not be that good. So now why? While doing that, do you sometimes get inspiration or ideas by like by writing or working on something while watching something? Does that typically happen? Yeah, because it's kind of like I'll see a certain color grading or I'll see like a angle. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, I might use that and kind of expound upon that angle. Like I might use it like somebody may have a shot, one sequel, like, you know, one small shot. that's like a second. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But I might see that and be like, you know what? That actually be a cool sequence in that same angle or you know and then on the other ends when you see stuff that's really bad i'm like okay i'm gonna make sure not to do that so <laughs> i get exactly what you mean yeah so i was just been watching a whole bunch of random stuff yeah that makes sense i can't wait uh for you to i guess finally share your complete version with the what you're working on right now because whoo sounds fire oh yeah sounds fire well sounding fire uh it's just a podcast, period. So if you've been listening, it's about that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And everybody has been joining and listening. Thank you. Thank you. And um, like always, make sure you, you know, follow precautions, wear your mask, mm-hmm. uh, gloves, and anything. And if you're going to the theaters, just be aware and be safe. You know, yeah. nobody's going to hold your hand and tell you what to do. You just got to you know, be mindful of your surroundings and what's going on. Yeah. Mask but, um, up. Exactly. Movie season is back officially. Tenet, you know, kind of proved that. So everybody stay safe and yeah. yeah. And like I said, again, thank y'all. Y'all stay safe out there. Again, you can always follow us on all the social medias. Uh, my man, Film Fiends, Anonymous. Follow him everywhere. You can follow me, the Rap Nerd 88. We are everywhere. And again, thanks, man. Like, th- this is. This is this is lovely, you know, that we have these listeners and you give us feedback and we will continue to give y'all lists if you want to continue to listen, man. Agree a thousand percent. So until next time, Elfine, I'll catch you later. Yes, sir. And congrats again, my brother. <laughs> Thank you. Much much appreciated, man. All right. Thanks, All right. Everybody, have a good night. Peace. One. Wanna know, we tell them once and they still ask us. But the people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film raps, bruh, we keep it real, that's yeah. us. It don't matter whether early or late, we are still make the scoop. Even though we on digital, we keep it real, they shoot. Bro, we ill with it too, so you know the deal with the truth. We know this field isn't cute, but we got them social skills like the troops. <laughs> we had discussions about each of the stars. Our opinion may just leave you in awe. We may talk about the box office numbers and see which movie really beat up the charts. Drama filled, genre films, boom bap down the track rap. Treat the door like a snack pack. We in our bag like a knapsack. Film fiend and the rap nerd. We mean our exact words. Can't forget about the comic side. Guaranteed to make the comics rise. Shout out to all of the listeners. Showing love to my guy and I. We just been doing our job for sure. Putting in work like a nine to five. This is the film rapper. They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us This is the film wrap-up 
they want to know We tell them once and they still ask us But the people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us